And if you haven't heard, Congress has just passed a $2.2 trillion uh, package, which is a lot of money. It's, it's comparatively actually more money than was spent during World War II. Uh, so it's something that you know hasn't been done ever. If you believe we can change the narrative, if you believe we can change our communities, if you believe we can change the outcomes, then we can change the world. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now. Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. I'm Tunde Ogunlana. And I'm April Pope. So we want to bring a special coverage we, as, this, uh, as the corona crisis continues and really let you know how you can respond, how your small business can respond. If you haven't heard, Congress has just passed a $2.2 trillion uh, package, which is a lot of money. It's, it's comparatively actually more money than was spent during World War II. Uh, so it's something that you know hasn't been done ever. Of course, we haven't seen anything like the virus. So politics aside, you probably heard me rant on parts of the bill. I have a love-hate relationship with this bill. Uh, we're going to talk about the parts that I actually love. I think there are some good parts of this bill, particularly when it comes to small business, particularly at this unique moment, at this unique time in history, not only American history, but we're talking world history. The coronavirus has has really stopped business in its tracks. You have you, you you could have planned your entire life, your entire career, you could have done everything right, but you but no one plans to go from you know just like 100 to 0 just like that without any type of warning, without any type of build up uh, and just see all of commerce literally or most of commerce shut down. So we're seeing things that we haven't seen. And so in some ways, this this part of the bill is a good part of the bill, despite other parts of the bill that I hate, but I'll leave that for another podcast. So I have two experts on here that are financial planners, both people I've leaned on, I've known for a long time. You know, most of you know Tunde Ogalana, who's been on the show on a regular basis. Some of you do not know my friend April Pope. We go way, way back, elementary way back. And uh, so I, I trust both of, their, uh, both of their perspectives implicitly. And I think people need to understand the opportunities in this bill because there are opportunities. So we're going to go through uh, as, as easy as we can what you need to know, uh, the highlights of the bill, if you should apply, how you should apply, if you're qualified to apply. So uh, I will start, actually I'll start April with you. Uh, if you're just looking at, if I'm the average business owner out here, particularly, you know, most business owners are sole proprietors. And mo- like still people uh, underestimate this, but I think it's some, I think it's like 90%. And if you talk about if you talk about people of color, it's almost all business owners are solopreneurs. Uh, what are the opportunities uh, for small businesses in general, but also for solo solo entrepreneurs, gig you know people that have just had maybe one, two, or just maybe themselves in this, yeah. in, this in this bill? I think there's quite a few things for the small business in general, but if for that specific question, the first one that comes to mind is you talked about the economic injury disaster loans. So, and the grants for those. So those are designed for what you said, the solopreneurs, the, um, it could be small businesses up to 500 employees, but it's really that independent contractor, sole proprietor, the solopreneur that was getting their business going, they were doing a great job, like you said, but who, you can't plan for this. So it's really low interest loans. It could be up to $2 million and those loans, that's fine. But the nice part that they added in was an additional up to $10,000 advance that you don't have to pay back. So, and that's like to help right now, help anything. It's supposed to be within three days of applying. So you go to sba.gov, apply within 10 day, within three days. I don't know how there's, had to figure out how much you get, but it could be up to $10,000 and there's no, you don't have to pay it back. 
So I think that is to be able to pay for those things like our rent, um, people leases for copiers. I mean, all this stuff that small businesses and when it's just you and all your sales just came to a halt, you still have responsibilities. And even as we, as planners, I'm sure Tunde does the same. We teach, have your emergency fund, have your savings for this. But when everything stops, you blow through that real quick. Um, and when you don't know when it's going to end either in Ohio here, and then we just, it extended till the end of, or May 1st, our kids aren't even going to yeah. be back to school yet. <laughs> so oh God, that's one thing we all got to be teaching our kids too. Ooh, a yes. lot of work. Yes. I'm like financial planner. Have you got day. three, you got three, three boys at home that I'm homeschooling right now. So yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness. Yes. 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 Having fun, <laughs> having fun. But I think that's the one, the main, I would say the main thing that comes to mind of the three things that I think are the most important for small businesses for though that, that loan assistance and that instant up to $10,000. What's your thoughts here? Um, no, I agree with you guys. Um, there's a lot in this uh, package that is going to help small businesses and, and, and sole proprietors. I was, I'm very impressed with um, the, the real uh, nod to the small and mid-sized business community in this, in this uh, stimulus package. Um, when I started doing the research for the show and really trying to get in the weeds, I, I was impressed with what I saw in general. Like you said, Rob, there's, I'm sure there's definitely stuff that we can look at and frown upon, but I think the majority of it from what I saw look like they're doing the right thing and trying to do the right thing. I think my concern is going to be the execution of it and not to bash anybody, you know, whether the government entities or the businesses. But I just think because, like you guys identified, we're in crisis mode. Um, you've got SBA you know, uh, employees as well as bankers um, that are all working remotely, too, and all dealing like we are with, you know, probably kids at home, you know, all that. So just, you know, the one the, the system is already take some time and paperwork and all that stuff to get things done. Now you're going to have millions of people coming at it that are unexpectedly and the workers in that system are hampered from being remote and just all the stuff we're all going through. Um, I think that everyone's got to hit the patience button and realize this probably isn't going to be the smoothest execution over the next couple of weeks, a few months. But again, I don't think there could ever be a smooth um, execution uh, for like Rob said, you go from 100 to zero overnight, technically. So um, I think it's 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 a great first step. I do think this is going to be the start of several stimulus packages. I think we're going to be well into the mid trillions, maybe five or six trillion by the time this is over. Um, and what I what I read, which was very interesting, was that the bill was passed because I think it's important to note that we're taping this show actually on the 31st of March, which is a Tuesday. The bill was passed on Friday, the 27th. So right now we've got a, 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 a federal act that was passed by Congress, signed by the president, but both the SBA and the Treasury Department have said that they haven't actually finished all the final details. So I think it's going to be very important for everyone to just keep paying attention because as much as we're going to share on the show today, we're still limited because the, the, the actual details aren't finished yet. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. Let me just break down highlights so so folks understand, and and please correct me if I've missed something. I'm, just, I'm going to give not my, I'm not going to give advice as a financial planner or or anything financial, but I will give my understanding 
uh, as an attorney, having read through this, there's essentially, I try to break this down for people, there's essentially two different types of loans, two different components of the loans. We, we've, we've talked about one, I'm just going to call it an, an ID loan for short, EID, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. That is the type that April talked about a lot. And that is essentially, I believe, what most of the smaller businesses are likely to apply for. You might get the next one I'll talk about in a minute, but uh, loans are, are, are up to $2 million. Uh, the term is about 30 years. Um, it's about, uh, the interest rates are 3.75% for uh, businesses. You can actually get this for nonprofits, too. It's at 2.75% uh, for nonprofits. The thing, there, there are some, uh, really great, there's some really great opportunities here, too. Uh, not only if you, if you find yourself, from my point of view, if you find yourself as a business that is not hurting right now, you still may want to apply for this loan because, A, you don't, you don't know the future. B, it still could be a good opportunity for you because uh, these SBA loans are normally, they're available. It's been a great program for, for a while, but uh, it normally does not apply to, uh, it normally doesn't apply to many individuals. Most people are excluded from this opportunity, but this time, you get an opportunity even if you're a solo entrepreneur and you don't have to have a you don't even have to personally guarantee which means that you don't have to you don't you don't have to guarantee yourself to pay it back it just goes through the business a huge difference and a huge opportunity you don't have to put any security up except for maybe interest in your business which i see as a huge opportunity at least that's my that that's for the id side and i'll talk about the other side which is called the pay the pay the, the paycheck protection i'll just call it the the plg loan for now uh, which is a little different, a little more scaled, more money, but a whole bunch more strings. So we'll go down. We'll go down to that in a minute. I want to actually dive a little bit more into this first, into the id loans and what you should think about as a financial planner, and not as a financial as, as financial planners. If you're advising businesses after what I just went through a little bit, yes, there's a good opportunity that you don't have to personally guarantee. Yes, you can get access to loans at a level that you didn't before. What considerations should you make, and if you should take out if you should take out a loan, and if you and, and how much? What type of planning or thought process should you put into as a small business owner looking at this uh, loan, particularly the id loan? And we'll get to the other loan next. April. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go with Tundera. Okay, yeah, I think one thing, like I said, yes, you don't have to guarantee it with anything, and also another part is usually for these loans, you have to prove that you can't get funding anywhere else. They've waived that as well. So they're making it easily accessible. Um, but also there's no prepayment penalty. So let's say like Rob, you were saying, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think depending on the type of business that you have, okay, yeah, may we maybe go back to school? Probably not. So kids aren't going back to school, but right when businesses open, are they going to be running back out to the, to your hair salon or wherever it is? If people have been you know, struck financially this long, that might not be, they might not be coming right back to your, whatever your business was. So not knowing what that future is going to be, if you do apply for it and, and don't need it, you can send it back. <laughs> um, so it's not, I, I've had a couple of, I've talked about this with my businesses and nonprofits. I have one business owner who was talking about getting it, thinking about it. Um, she is a service-based business and she's doing some stuff on Zoom like this, but a lot of her contracts got shut down. And so she feels like, I don't want to take a loan because I don't want to go into debt. I don't want another bill. I don't want any of this. And I, I told her, I get that. Because I mean, that's what we teach. Like, we don't yeah. want to go into a bunch of debt. You don't want to have an extra bill. We don't want to do that. But I was telling her, if it's between your business closing and you taking this assist, that's what this assistance is here for. So if you don't need it, send it back. 
um, or do something else, but yeah. wouldn't wait until it is till June. And then you're like, oh my gosh, if I would have just had $5,000 because I've already run through everything, I could have had it. So and the I think 10, going, And can I ask a question and then two day follow up on this as well. My understanding is the 10,000 is the almost, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much a grant. Like, so I don't see the disadvantage of applying for it. If, if you're assuming that you're eligible for it, which, you know, you have to actually have been in business. This is why it's important. We, we talked about, when we talked about income inequality, it's important to have, have business, have a business set up. Even if you don't already have employees and things, people think like, oh, I have to, I have to have employees. I have to have all these great ideas and plans. No, just start the business and then work through your plans. Tune day. what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, now that's a great segue, Rob, because um, it gets me thinking about record keeping. Um, and, and I think April pointed out something very important because debt is very psychological. And I think some people, you know, we've all heard there's kind of good and bad debt. And um, I'm a big kind of proponent of being debt free. And my joke to everybody is the best retirement plans being debt free. But April is 100% right. I mean, sometimes you need to borrow in order to survive as a business and that's okay especially if you're running the business kind of running a tight ship and you know that you'll be able to control uh the payoff now i think this is a unique situation for us all you know around the world actually because this isn't a normal recession that's just a business cycle recession where you kind of can predict certain things i was talking to my wife today actually that like it's interesting because we have a, our youngest son has an autoimmune deficiency. So uh, he's more susceptible to this virus and we live here in South Florida. And so I kind of was saying I could see habits being different after, you know, maybe this whole thing is over, so to speak, because in a normal recession, like April said, we all will go out and just kind of spend what we have again and all that and go to restaurants. And I said, you know, until I'm 100% sure this virus is gone or there's a vaccine that works, yeah. I'm not going to be going to Disney World and, and, and being around all, or going to some packed restaurant with my kids because I'm just not going to take that risk. So if you multiply anybody with a potential health concern mm -hmm. by millions, you know, multiply that by millions, that example, I think April's right to give that caution that, you know, if you have the hair salon or the small business over here, the car wash, whatever it is, people might not just be rushing back because this isn't just about money. This is about people's health, their concerns about certain things. So I think that's what makes this, this a little bit scarier and more unknown yeah. for most business owners is because you can't, we're, we're fighting against a virus that has to run through the system and we also got to get a vaccine. And then, and then we got to run months. through the system and then we have, people have to have assurances and faith that it is working. That's, that, those are two parts. You have to actually solve it and people have to believe that it's solved, which are... Two different things. Correct. And so that's why I think this, we, we should, you know, warn everybody. I mean, I hate to be kind of somber on this with my message, but this is going to take a long time. I think at least three to six months to do just what you said, Rob, is just get an idea of where, how this is playing out. And then from there, it might take up to a year for us to really feel good because that's how long it might take to have vaccines and all the stuff for us to really feel safe. So I think yeah. back to April's point about the savings and all that, everybody needs to kind of really look at their own kind of financials, their, their, how they're living, uh, all that, I think. And that's where I said, after reading what I read so far, the, the government seems to be in this case doing an honest way of trying to include small businesses. It isn't just a giveaway for the large corporations Correct. and all that. They're going to get theirs for sure. But, uh, no, um, they got they, they, they still but, got the better end of the deal, but at least yeah, this but, one but is. But they're making at sure they're not. At least it's a, at least it's something normally 
what I appreciate, Tunde, to your point, is that this did something for small business. And something I want to highlight that you both brought up that I think I have a little point of distinction on that I think, yes, you got to be very careful with debt. Business debt is different from personal debt, though. This is this is the point of business. This is why we created this construct that is business that allow and and, and because normally in these loans, for my understanding, if we're, ta- we're just talking about the it, it loans, and we're going to go to the PLGs later. So remember, there's two different types. Repeat it over again. There's the it loans. That's for the economic disaster relief, and then there's the what's called the paycheck loans, essentially helping to cover your workforce. This one. Uh, for the it loans, my understanding is for two hundred thousand dollars and below, you don't. There is no you. You are not personally in debt. You don't have to guarantee that April Pope has to pay this back. Uh, so like, it's it's something that you know people have to get comfortable with. This is a different type of debt. This is why you have a business debt to protect you from all your personal assets going away if something doesn't go right. So I'm not telling you to take the two hundred thousand. I'm letting you. Uh, I just think people have to know that this is not the same because a lot of these. Uh, folks, we're talking about solo entrepreneurs, these people that are, uh, you know, that 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 have had their own business and it's only been them or one or two or three other people. They have traditionally not gotten these SBA loans. So this is a new thing. So this is a new opportunity to at least get some influxion of cash if you need it or if you could use it to grow your business. And you think you because, you know, all of this is a leap of faith at some point, like at some point, that's what business is. But but if you have a business that's that that's here, that's in existence, and you have good credit. This is another thing as part of it. Good credit's important um, that you guys can speak to. But good credit's important. If you have good credit and you have a business, you can get a loan essentially, how it works now, for up to $200,000 pretty quickly, theoretically. But go ahead, Tunde. You want something to say? Yeah, no, I'm just um, the, the – because I wanted to get back to the point I made earlier about the record keeping. I think part of um, and, and where I see, you know, the strength of April and I to be able to help people watching now is, is also in some of these financial planning uh, kind of tools and tips, mm-hmm. because we don't have the final, like we mentioned earlier, you know, the act is passed, but the, the SBA and the Treasury still haven't finalized all the details. But I think, you know, as a, as a business owner and, and April, definitely hop in here to, to give your, your two cents. Um, I, I feel like. Most business owners have certain strengths and weaknesses because we're all human beings, right? We all have a psychology. We all lean towards certain things. Um, most of the people that get into business are usually visionary type. They, they want to look over the horizon. They're not the people in the weeds with the blinders on looking at Excel spreadsheets. I mean, there are business owners that are very meticulous and detailed, but many aren't. And so I know that that's, that's one of the areas that I used to have a much greater weakness. I mean, I think it is still a weakness of mine, but I, as I've matured in business, I've realized I need to respect data, the details and information. And um, I think what I was reading, the, the, the um, you know, just stuff about this, this, this package and to Rob's point about having good credit, um, the fact that you need to file your taxes, all these things are things that, we kind of take for granted and a lot of business owners know they should be doing it. I mean, I think everyone files their taxes eventually, but to do it timely, um, to have, you know, programs like QuickBooks, to not commingle your business and personal finances. When I was just reading up and preparing for the show, the amount of records they're going to be asking people for. That's when it hit me. I was thinking, you know, one thing that I wanted to make sure we mentioned was that any entrepreneur that's not taking record keeping seriously, they might be hurt by not having good books and records during this period of time, either trying to get help or later on when the government comes back to check, hey, did you spend all that money on payroll or not? You better show Mm -hmm. us because 
remember that part of the, the, the loan, which I think you're going to get into next, Rob, that is supposed to be for a certain period of time. And whatever isn't spent is yeah. then either got to give back to the government or then they turn it into a long-term loan that you're paying back oh, over yep, time. Yep. Then you're on the hook. There's no, there's no forgiving. So we can, we, we can actually move to that part. Is there any other part you wanted to talk about with the No, I just want to give up the floor to April if she had any kind of just two cents on advice. No, please. Like no, I think you're right with the record keeping. Um, and I think we say it's easy, uh, but I was looking on the SBA and, you know, it says upload your, you know, this document and scan it up with this document and make sure your taxes and where are you finding all of this? So those that aren't, I think there's a lot of things that are going to come out of this that are going to be positive. I think it's going to be wake up calls for a lot of people. Yeah. So personally, our personal wealth management clients, yes, they already know. I mean, this is a huge wake up call. If you hadn't had your emergency fund and you have a bunch of debt wake up call, but for businesses and nonprofits, you know, when you keep saying, I'm going to get that filed, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get that all on QuickBooks. I'm going to do this. And now you want to get that loan and you're trying to apply on t tomorrow and you can't upload and find all of these documents. I'm hoping that it will be a wake up call so yeah. that they, you know, you realize you're running a business. If you look inside your business, like if, would you fire yourself <laughs> if you were the boss, you know, like if you were running that, <laughs> if you were somewhere else, they'd probably fire you. So you are the boss. Like if you look at your back office and you're like, whoo, you would probably fire yourself. Then it's time to, you know, get that together and spend this time at home doing it right now. That's a great point, April. I want to throw this in here. Um, I remember I was, when I was younger and I was working more in corporate in the big office buildings and all that, I remember there was a guy whose desk was so messy. And I remember one of the, you know, I was a young kid in my 20s and one of the older guys in the office, I was in this guy's office who was real messy. And one of the older guys came in and looked at him and had like a serious look and he said to him, would you hire a guy that kept his office like that? Meaning as a financial planner. Mm -hmm. And the guy who I was, whose office I was in didn't answer and I knew exactly what the answer was. Yeah. And that was a great <laughs> learning lesson for me. But it's funny, that was a great learning lesson for me as a young kid because it makes you think, right? Like if, if I'm so sloppy that I wouldn't even hire myself. And I think that's what you're saying. Um, <laughs> one thing I would, I would want to just add here is um, there's a book that really helped me to all the entrepreneurs out there. Um, really appreciate and respect kind of the, 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 what we're talking about, the, the attention to detail. And it's a book called Traction by Gina Wickman. And I got no association with him or the book or the publishing company. So that's not a plug for me to make money. That's an honest plug that it was a very good book that took a guy that's a, kind of, you know, always in the clouds, you know, thinking about the next thing over here and on the horizon that's, uh, you know, matured me a lot to say, you can't forget to look down and still at one foot in front of the other. So I just want to put that out there. No, that's a good point. Something. And to bring this all the way home. So for folks that haven't done anything with the government, I've done grants and things like that. Uh, you have to follow everything to a T or they, they, cause they look for ways to disqualify you. So if you that that's literally what's done at least at the at the at, at the at the government oh, yeah. level. So you and can have a good a good package, right? And you think, oh, I'm being creative because I did this and that. No, give them exactly what they say within the four corners. What they say exactly how they say it, even no matter how dumb it sounds. I mean, this sounds like I'm being crazy, but this is exactly how, from all of my experience in working with government, don't go outside the lines. Make sure you understand what they're asking you, and only give them. Only give them what they're asking. And I was going to say real quick, they already sent a message out today that said, if you applied for the loan yesterday or two days ago, apply again. 
it says apply again. They yeah. said, because you have to check another box that says you want the $10,000, you want to be considered for the up to $10,000 advance. So people are thinking, I already applied. I know I probably don't need it. And it literally said, if you've already applied, just apply again. It won't affect anything. So there, you got to jump through those hoops and do what they say. I mean, we have a friend, to your point, I, I, we, we were talking to, Tunde and I were talking to him. We said, this loan's coming out. You should apply. He said, well, I already did. And this was like, we, we said, we just passed Friday. How did you, how did you apply for it? <laughs> He's like, I'm like. Just apply again, apply again. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, mm, just, just, I don't know. Do it like, again, just in case. You know, I, yeah, so he, you need to do it and make sure you are following. I know this sounds like a broken record, but it is so important because you don't want to find, you don't want to disqualify yourself for something that you're actually qualified for. So go through it. And in, the, in this podcast, we're going to go through, we're going to give you all the reference points where you can go. All the articles we referenced that I think outline this uh, as easy as it can be outlined. Uh, it, it's it, I wouldn't say it's rocket science, but it, it 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 is a science to know how to deal with these things and maneuver through them. So and one thing I'd like to add, uh, Rob, before we jump, is because it reminds me here that because um, you talked a little bit about the SBA and the mechanics, I think that it's important for the audience to to understand kind of the from thirty thousand feet how the whole system works. Um, the loans and the grants aren't actually going to be given by the government. Um, the government's not in the business of distributing money like in this way. I mean, I know they do it in other ways. But um, uh, what happens is the, the federal government through the SBA, the Small Business Administration, uh, one of the departments in the government, is, uh, has uh, relationships with around 2,000 uh, lending institutions, primarily banks and credit unions around the country. So. It's a it's a good example of kind of when the private public kind of partnership works where the government is going to basically, like Robert mentioned, backstop the banks to guarantee. So if the entrepreneur fails to pay it back, the bank can feel secure in lending that money, kind of like Freddie and Fannie uh, Mae, Freddie and Freddie Mac, sorry, um, do with mortgages. So in a way, that's why I say it to say to, to Rob's point even more, like there's going to be a lot of red tape to go through because you've got different layers of institutions that all also need to check their boxes off because those banks are going to be audited by the government at some point to make sure they didn't do. And the stuff. banks have never had to do it like this. Generally, Correct. it's more yeah. like a traditional loan when you do the SBA. It's a loan that takes a lot longer. They want them to essentially do a halfway loan and a halfway grant. So we're all in new territory. Like banks don't do this. So like we're so we also have to know that as we're going to keep repeating this, this is going to be a it's going to be building the airplane while we're flying. Um, it, it doesn't mean you should be intimidated, though. I want people to not be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. Just learn. This is why we're doing this. We're providing the materials. All the materials on here, we're not going to make any guarantees, but I believe if you follow it, it will, it will make your life a lot easier. That's why we're going to put this out here. Our, our goal is to educate. Our goal is to empower, you know, particularly if I'm talking about small black and brown entrepreneurs. Like, you know, we know you had significant challenges and there's some skepticism built up. Uh, but do not let this opportunity go. Like there is opportunities to make sure that your business not only uh, survives too, not only thrives, but like this, we don't know what's going to happen. So I do think at a minimum, we're going to, we're going to close on this. We're going to re reiterate it over and over again. You should at least go through the steps, take your time and apply. Now it depends on which ones you want to do. 
or if you want to do both. So we've talked about the id loans pretty extensively. I want to talk uh, now about the page, Paycheck Protection Program Loan Guarantee. I'm just going to call it PLG. It's really three Ps, but PLG to make it easy. So I'm glad you didn't say PPP. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say PPP, PLG. That's too much. So, uh, no, but so the id loans we, we, we went through, what you can get up to $2 million. This one, I think you can get up to $10 million, uh, 10 million, I think. And I think the term is 30 years, could be 4%. And there were also a lot of similar things. Uh, you can, it can be for a smaller business that are fewer than 500. It can be for some businesses that I think they're up to 1500 employees for select businesses. Um, but essentially this, if I, if I, if I understand it correctly, this purpose is to really help to make sure that you maintain your employees, particularly if you want to get it, uh, if you want it forgiven, you have to have proof of the pay of, of your payroll, which goes back to the two days earlier point for a certain period of time. And when you started the loan to when the loan ended, and then some of it, some of it, a lot of it can be forgiven if you spent it on payroll and a few other things. But particularly, payroll is one of the biggest things. Uh, and no, but if you don't spend it on these things, right? And and you 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 you're you're, you're going to have a traditional loan, some of which you can actually have that you would have to personally guarantee. So this one's a little different. I would say more money, more strings. But I let I'll let I'll start with Tunde to get kind of your impressions of this part of the PLG loan. We'll call it. Uh, what are the what what would you say are the opportunities here that are a little different from the um, low? I'll start with saying these are the times when I really regret not having a real close friend that owns a bank because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, you know I could have had a, a a fun time retiring off of this loan. No, I think um, but on a serious note, I think it's um, again it's another uh, interesting move that I think is going to be needed by many businesses. I mean, this is like you said, Rob, we went from 100 to zero. Uh, this is unprecedented in terms of and it goes back to, to April's earlier point about, you know, people have, you know, they, you said something about leasing a copier, April. People don't realize when you own a business, how much all that stuff costs. And depending on how big your business is, right? I mean, if you own, you know, or not own, but you might rent, you know, 10,000 square feet in some office building in a downtown, and you've got X amount of printers, copiers, all that stuff. You've got mail, you got it, you know, so you might be spending 40, 50,000 a month just on that stuff. And then you got payroll on top of it. So I think that, um, again, it's another good example of how they tried to address uh, just all these issues at once in a very quick, you know, way. So I think, um, you know, again, let's see what the details all shake out to, but, but I generally feel good about what I saw uh, one of the other things I felt good, because I'm thinking about obviously the big number of 10 million maximum, but um, I saw that uh, sole proprietors uh, and even tenant and contractors are also fully el eligible, which I thought was great because I think there was, you know, again, with record keeping and all that, some people aren't that good at it. Maybe they didn't get incorporated properly and they don't have an LLC or an S Corp set up. Maybe they're not being perfect about, you know, having money go on the top of the company and then paying themselves personally. They might literally be getting just 1099 income and just spending it on their family and their personal life and their mortgage and all that. So I believe what I what I saw was um, as long as you have um, uh, your 1099s from 2019, they'll use those in lieu of, let's say, a payroll for yourself if you're an entrepreneur. And they'll go up to $100,000. So if you figure two and a half times payroll uh, or two and a half months where the payroll will be $8,500 if you, if you are 8,300 a month, roughly on 100,000 times two and a half. So 
even somebody with terrible records and all that stuff is eligible for at least that. So again, it, it for at least the next few weeks to few months. Um, and again, this is my, my only concern is I know that, like April said, business owners need this now, like in the next week, they're going to start, you know, and just if this takes two months to get to people's hands, we'll already see the layoffs and all that happen. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, so again, it's it's and that's not I'm not blaming anybody because I, I, I think that yeah, I, um, I had a whole other show before this taping about how other systems do it. So no lead. I did it for you. Yeah, yeah. Show. And so I'm, I'm just go. making a point that it's, it's it's but this is the real life stuff. Right. I mean, it's not to blame the government. It's not to blame the business owners. It's just you got millions of people hitting the system at once. Just like right. the no, hospitals yes. are all messed up in New York because you got tens of thousands of people they didn't expect Absolutely. showing up. So I think that's where everybody's just going to have to have a little patience. Um, and let's see how it works out. I mean, it's unpredictable at this point. Yep. April. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with all of that. And I think one thing to make sure people understand payroll. Well, payroll is more than just salaries. That's your health care benefits that you have to pay for people. This includes, even in this act, retirement benefits sick leave, family leave, all of these things that you pay for your employees, they're counting that. So it, it could be a big expense. Healthcare alone is super expensive. Um, yeah, it is really expensive. And so when you add all of that up, that's why, I mean, that's why this has to be a lot more money because just even if you have five or 10 people on your payroll and you're paying for all of that, and that is all included in that. So that's payments for vacation, I was looking at the specifics, medical, sick leave, um, all kind of insurance premiums, retirement benefits. I mean, I'm a 401k advisor, and 403b advisor. And so a lot of my companies, they, and nonprofits more specifically, you know, they have a match. They have a match and they want to fully fund their retirement accounts for, or help fund their retirement accounts for their employees. And that was in the budget. Well, if things just stopped or big, huge fundraisers in the nonprofit world, it's fundraisers that do everything. They make several hundred thousand dollars in a night. Well, all of those have been canceled, right? Yep. And so you were planning on, you had a big bill where you're going to put, it, it didn't hurt you to match your employees three, four or 5%, put whatever you want into it. Well, that's a payroll thing. So keeping that in mind that it's more than just the salaries, it's also covering all those benefits that payroll, payroll really, um, think of like pay, whatever payroll system you use, all those boxes you look in, or even your own own pay stub, all those little boxes and all those little numbers. Yep. All that is going to be payroll, and that's what they're helping with. So I think that is nice. And, and so as I read it, as I read it, just the attorney and me, it looks like it covers, it can cover a lot of things for business, electricity, gas, water, transportation, telephone, internet access for services, uh, which began before February 15 of 2020. Uh but this is this is what we want to say. There's a payroll exception, and then there's an exception to the payroll exception. So I just want to tell people this very. It's not as hard as it sounds, but there's two different levels. Essentially, let's just keep it bottom line. You have to essentially keep the same amount, the same average amount of employees for first eight week period when you started the loan. That is necessary for you to do, and you can have an additional penalty if you uh, if you cut the compensation of any of your employees that make under a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, so that's 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 the basic rule. So essentially, you can get all these things and, and a lot of them forgiven for a huge amount of money. The the big trick is that it has to be on your payroll and, and just a different and just to make sure people understand that because there's a lot of small business owners that have people that work for them, but they're not their employees. Right. They're independent contractors, which I don't think this counts towards. So this does it. So that is that is something people need to understand that just because you have someone that seemingly seems like an employee, the person actually has to be 
an employee, not an independent contractor. Am I, if I'm wrong on that, please let me know. No, I, I don't. I think if it's, <clears throat> I think you're you're right from the legal standpoint that if if I like to say I have my business, and then Rob, I I hired you as honestly as a contractor as an attorney, let's say to to, to help me with securities right. law, um, then technically you're not my employee. So yeah, right. if if I said Rob, I can't pay you anymore, you know, so the doors are shut, things slow down. That's just yeah, you're right. You got to eat it. The reason why it, it, it made me think, because I was on a, um, on a webinar today that was very interesting and informative, and um, they got into the idea of PEOs. Um, and so PEOs are organizations that many small businesses may have heard of or use. Um, so the, the two biggest ones in the country are ADP and Paychex. And they're basically like outsourced um, HR departments Right. And, you know, they can they can give you employees, they can give you 401k plans, you know, ma operations manuals, all that kind of stuff. And so the question came up from someone on the webinar about that. If your employees, if you if you have a PEO through your employees, how does that work? And they basically said um, that it's on your uh, form 941, um, you know, the IRS form. And basically that'll tell you if your employees are your employees or if they're employees of the PEO that might be just kind of being hired out to you. And and so what they said was if they're PEO employees, then the PEO is the one that's got to go to the government and deal with it. So what I could see, though, is um, some lack of understanding from maybe even the employee class, because if you're showing up at one office every day for work and depending what your paycheck says, because it might actually, you know, everything is white, white labeled these days. So your paycheck might you know, say it's coming from the company that you're going in that office for every day. But really behind the scenes, you might actually be the employee that like Paychex is paying your salary in a sense. Right, like and a temp, temp the, service essentially. You know, they're charging a revenue share or something from the business. Yeah, yeah like a temp so, service that, that, that So that, I think, that you know, that's out. why I wanted to bring that up is, is just, again, everyone's got to be careful with those little Absolutely. nuances. Because you can still get the cost covered. Here's what I want people to know. Like you can get some costs covered, but like the, the loan is covered. I think the loan cover is basically 2.5 times Correct. the payroll. payroll amount. So you might. So like if you if you don't have any payroll. Correct. This, this, so you this might is think not you the loan for you. Employees, but you right. go this is not that. the loan for you. That would be the id. That would go. You could go back to the id loan. That's what people need to know. The difference between these two. Correct. And why it's so important. So the id loan would be an opportunity for you because that's not solely dependent upon. Your, your payroll and your payroll, you know, like you said, it has to be somebody working for you. And if it's somebody working for you, you know, you have, you're subject to all the labor laws and things like that, too. So let me just bring up that point very quickly. So, like, if you are, if you're not paying your people accordingly and you're not paying them, you're not paying them, you know, minimum minimum wage or you're not paying them enough in order to meet the, all the fair standard, standard acts, which is why a lot of uh, new businesses don't do this because there's a lot for them to do immediately. Uh you know, if you're not doing all that and then you try to take this out, there's, you're opening yourself to a whole can of worms. So that's why I said there's more money in this paycheck loan, but there's a whole lot more strings. And you should be very, very, very cognizant of what uh, of what these strings are and careful if you really want to apply for this one. Uh, that's my that's my view of it just as an attorney. Um, but is there any other thoughts about this loan and what people need to look at? And then, and then after that, I want to look at uh, if you can go after both and then just overall takeaway. So any, any final thoughts with the PLG loans about what businesses should look at and, and really how they should assess? Um, 
Not really. I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. I One thing that I want to mention that's another part of it is the debt relief for if you do already have an SBA loan or like um, one of those micro loans, they did have some language that they wrote in there where it's really designated to provide immediate relief. So if you had those loans and now you can't afford them, you can't afford the payments, you were doing fine and you just gotten all set up and you know how long it takes to get your SBA loan, they're covering that for up to six months for the fees and the expenses and the interest and payment and things. So um, that's just one other thing to think about where there is a little bit of relief there. And that even extends for people who get a loan between, I think when they signed, the bill was signed um, into law and six months past that. So just keeping that in mind, there is that small business debt relief as a part of it as well. Okay. No. So, you know, final thoughts, like as we, as we think about the bill and wrap it up. So, um, can you apply for both loans? The answer to that, I'll just say from legal points, uh, legal standpoint is yes. However, you got to make sure that again, I'd be very careful just as a general matter. I probably hire an attorney and an accountant <laughs> to make sure that, that you don't cross pollinate. So you can't have, you basically can't cover the same costs with two, with, 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 with the loan. So you can't try to say, Oh, I have this, I have this cost and I also covered it both loans. You do that, it'll get you in trouble or maybe you'll get yourself disqualified from both loans. So don't do that. This is why you, this is why you want to be careful and cognizant of what you're doing. Um, if you qualify, we went over this. Do you qualify? Generally, this is how you're going to qualify. You still have to have some basics, some of the foundation. You, you generally, you need to turn, you need to have, as Tunde said, you need to make sure your taxes were turned in on time before, if you weren't complying with your taxes, you're probably not going to be able to get this. If you owe child support, you probably won't get it either. Um, it's it, So there are things, and, and, and you know, your, your business has to be in existence. This is why we talk about having businesses, owning businesses, starting your side hustle no matter what, uh, because you're not eligible. If you didn't have a business started by January, you're not eligible for any of this stuff. So you can't just say, oh, I want to create a new business. And look, I have opportunities now. None of that, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't go backwards. Um, and then I think, you know, for the, uh, today mentioned this having relationships. Hopefully, you have relationships with your bankers. This this is where it matters uh, because you know it, it's money coming from quote unquote the government, but it doesn't. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna deal with the government. You're gonna deal with your financial institutions. It's so, not their money. It's not the government's money. They're no. just 100 backing it. Correct. So you're gonna have to have a relationship. So when you talk about qualifying, if you have good credit and if you have any type of relationship with your bank. Uh, you can qualify for one of these loans. And I think we're all saying you should at least at the id loan, look at the $10,000, which is a, essentially a grant if you if you qualify. And then the $200,000 with the id loan, if you have if you have good personal credit, you pretty much apply, you can pretty much have the availability to have that $200,000. Doesn't mean you should take it, but should you apply for it? Absolutely. And then see what you need and assess going forward. Um you know, this is a unique opportunity, a, a unique time, and the system is probably going to be overwhelmed. So I would do it sooner rather than later. Uh, any other thoughts about folks as we as we kind of just wrap up and have our final thoughts? And we want to do this, and I, I've had a great, I think we've had a great discussion. Um, I, I think we want to actually try to have a live session or something like that to or allow people to ask questions live, at least to us, because I think this will be very informative and this won't be a one time off, because I think more questions are going to come. Uh, it just started, as Tunde said. There, uh, you know, more m- more revelations are going to come, and we're going to try to give you the information. Any other final thoughts for the audience before we close? Um, I have one. Okay. Um, 
the the because on this webinar, I just want to share this. It was very interesting because um, it was tailored towards actually April folks in our business. Mm -hmm. okay. um, just tailing because we have so many, you know, ten and nine folks and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so they were saying that if 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 you have like let's say you acquired a business, you know, in recent period of time where you're still uh, paying off, let's say, an installment note. That um, and I don't remember now. Forgive me the detail of which loan would qualify. So definitely, one would have to go research that. Um, but they said that you you know, paying the interest and in, uh, the principal payments uh, and interest payments on that buyout would actually qual be qualified under this because it's seen as continuing the flow of your yeah. business. So yep. again, if 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 April bought my practice, you know, two years ago, and let's say we had a three to five year, you know, just yeah. soft landing where she's paying me over that time. Now, if she applied and got uh, one of those two loans, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm my memory is foggy, um, that 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 payment stream to me would be considered mm -hmm. eligible. So that's great to know. And then yeah, the other. Yeah. yeah and, and the other is, I mean, it's just I just want to share with the audience, you know, that, that a lot of this is comes down to our psychology, how we deal with this moment. So I think you know, it's definitely try and stay glass half full. Um, and what I've been doing is trying to be very proactive and aggressive. And I was talking to my team and dealing with some consultants I know that are in the um, they're in the business of, of, of brokering uh, wealth management practices and buying and selling RIAs and broker dealers. So my thought is in this moment, um, you know, I want to use this moment to grow my business. There's going to be a lot mm -hmm. of people that are that are in our business that are older, that are getting tired of this. Maybe this is the last time they want to deal with a crash and all that. Maybe maybe their 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 practice has fallen to a place where maybe I don't buy them out, but it makes sense for them to team up, and over time we can kind of take over their book of business. So, you know, I think a lot of this, none of us expected this. Like Rob said, we all went from 100 to zero um, altogether at once. But I think at this point, you know, we're here. We got to pick ourselves up by our bootstrap and get moving. So. Um, that's my two cents, and I hope, wish everyone the best in this time, and hope to see you again. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. We have to stay positive. Um, I, I think there's a lot that's going to come good out of all of this, um, and I think the way we talk about with our personal clients with financial planning, when the crisis hits, just take care of your four walls, right? Take care. Make sure you have your food, your shelter, your clothes. You know, make sure your health. Make sure you're taking care of that. And so if if that is going to be effective, if your business is affected, the four walls of your business are affected, that's what this is for. Don't feel bad about it. Don't, you know, think about it, any of that. Um, I think that's really, really important to just feel, understand you need to take care of your four walls and staying positive. I, I mean, all the cool things that have happened, I think just being at home and staying at home, yes, teaching a third and fourth grade math, a little bit challenging. And I'm a math teacher, like I used to be. I'm like, <laughs> teaching really it to your own kid is another thing. Yes, I'm like, I have a master's in mathematics <laughs> and I am struggling with third grade math. But I think everybody in our neighborhood is walking every single day and out and playing with their kids. I've seen two kids learn how to ride bikes this week in our neighborhood that didn't know how to ride bikes because their parents were working 80 hours a week. And so they never were able to teach them. And now they are. So there is really good stuff that's coming out of this, just the family time, the time to work in your business also. So I think taking this time while you're not out networking and going to events and stuff, this is when you can be getting your business in order um, and getting your house in order. So take care of your four walls, make sure you have things to cover, just like you would think of your house, your, your, your financial house that you have inside of your own personal life. Think about that for your business and just make sure you, you take care of that. And if you do get the loans, 
put it in a bank, put it in the savings account, just let it sit there and you might not need it and you can send it right back. <laughs> All right. But, uh, to that, now you want yeah, to say something? Yeah, I had one more. Thank you because I think it's important. You know, I got my first text today uh, from somebody somewhere, scam artist, um, about this, this act, um, about, you know, call this number and, and, you know, for a fee, we'll do this. So I want to really say this. The SBA program is of no cost. So if anyone's trying to charge you for this, um, it's a scam. The banks, the legitimate banks don't charge for this because they're making the interest. Um, and, and so the, um, you know, be very careful. This will be the time of the scam artist in this stuff, you know, just in this period of time where some people are desperate and are going to do certain things to make money. And then, and then the other thing is there's a lot of information out there. Um, we've tried to share enough, but like we said, it's not even all finalized yet. So um, I, I, I think that the best uh, resources will be the actual government themselves. So I would say sba.gov, yep, treasury.gov, yep, uh, treasury and then whitehouse.gov. I mean, just go straight to the source. If you have questions, if you're hearing stuff from people, your friends and other, just go right back to those websites because there's going to be a lot of misinformation, some of it malicious on purpose, some of it just people misunderstanding and then spreading that. But um, that's what I want to say to the audience is go, just go to the source on this one. The government wrote it. Go to their websites. Yep. Nope. I agree. And we'll have all that up. We'll have uh, other ways to help you navigate it. But until next time, I'm Rob Richardson. I'm Tunde Ogunlana. And I'm April Pope. And we'll see you next time.